and welcome to episode 130 of Divided by Werewolves. This is our this is our first episode of September, right? I feel like August, we had like yeah. nine shows in August. I know. <laughs> August yeah, this is, more, is the first. Yeah, sometimes it's like these weird months where it's like you get three Sundays or whatever in one month. Right, right. So... Anyway, hope everybody well, talked about uh you know we talked about it playing Destiny Friday, but a four day week ended up feeling mm-hmm. like eight days long. So I don't know if it's just August or oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I had such it's a shitty weekend too that it's like to have a four day week that felt nine weeks long. That was an absolute shit show of a weekend, and yeah. then starting fresh on Monday, it's like, are you kidding me? Like that is not how I wanted things to go. Right. However, we don't always get to choose, do we? Um, rarely. <laughs> yeah, rarely, yeah. Lord knows. Well, here's the thing. You get to choose. You just don't always get to see the results of those choices. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it takes a minute for the results of those choices to pan out for you to go, well, that was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. But okay. by then, it's it's too late. <laughs> yep. It's, it's too late. My um, first floor of my house is currently uh, just a, a, a puzzle of dog pens because my uh, youngest dog, who's the biggest dog, who blew out this time last year, blew out her right knee requiring, you know, $3,400 TPLO, which I always called the Diplo surgery because mm. I'm hoping mm-hmm. she can drop some some sick beats to help us make back <laughs> the cost. Uh, we took her to the dog park. It would be a fun thing to do. And then didn't she fucking blow out her left knee? So the vet was like, just put her on confinement. Don't let her jump any furniture. Let's give it two weeks. Maybe, um, you know, the ligament might not be completely shot. It can heal over scar tissue. And then, and then it will be good. So, um, so we're in the middle of the second week, but it's like we have this big, long, you know, it's like one of those dog pens where it's like it folds up and then you can like, you know, it ends up being it's like 16 feet long. It's like eight panels and you can make it in whatever shape you want. So, gotcha. but it was like because Lynn and I both work from home and the dog is like anxiety ridden and needs to be near Linda like at all times. So it was like, you know, you get up in the morning, you put the dog pen in front of Linda's office, of the dog me in the office. Then when we have breakfast, we got to move the dog pen into the family room so she can see us when we're having breakfast. Then it's like, we're done with breakfast, we got to move the dog pen back in front of Linda's office. Then at lunch, we got to move the dog pen back into the family room so she can see us eating lunch. Then at dinner, we got to, you know, then put it back and then move it. So finally, she was like, fucking 25 bucks on Amazon, we're just going to buy another fucking dog pen. And we're gonna have dog yeah. pen here, and we're gonna have dog pen there, and then we just move dog pen to dog pens. So that's what we did. So like my, it, you would think I have toddlers that I cage up. Like it's not like the house is baby proofed. It's more like we just keep, or like we foster puppies, right? And they're like, all right, let's just yeah. keep them all um, in this spot. But you know, the thing is, her knee seems better. It's funny. It's like the knee seems better, but it makes this clicking noise, and she kind of walks funny. But I'm like. I don't care. <laughs> she's not a show dog. If she wants to sound like she's making popcorn when she walks across the room, but it saves me $3,400 and she's not in pain, I don't give a shit. Because let me tell you what is never going to happen again. The dog is not going back to the fucking dog bark. I know that yeah, much. I was going to say. She's got, apparently her knees, the ligaments in her knees are made of tissue paper. 
Oh, I sympathize. I'm getting there too. When I get up, Jesus. it sounds like I'm making popcorn. It's, it's like it's my wife. She's like, yeah, but it clicks. I was like, you don't hear when I get out of bed every morning? Uh, it's just like my toes, my toes crack. My toes, my <laughs> hips, my knees. Yeah. It's just like it just goes up, you know, the whole thing. So. I also want to play in the park either. I know better. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So so we're going to give it another week on confinement and kind of see how she does. And if she's not in any pain and the vet's like, yeah, she's good, then we're good. But we figured we – these move – but the, the, the floor, it's just, it's just dog pens everywhere mm. because it's a stupid dog. But, uh, yeah, so uh, – and it was one of those things where it was like – we thought, oh, you know, she really needs to run. She doesn't really have an opportunity to run. We don't have yard space like we did in Georgia, which admittedly was not a lot, but it had there was room for her to run. And we were just like, dog. they put a dog park in our neighborhood. Spring her, and it was like the lat. We were just like, ah, we should go home. She's hot. We're hot. And I was like, ah, let's just throw the ball one more time. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, the only thing you can console yourself with is it would have happened eventually, right? It's not like she, she didn't right. like step on something well like the ground was uneven or there was like you know construction debris or something so she would have at some point in time we would have gone back to the and she was running this thing she's running this straight line it's not like you know in the nfl or something where somebody gets tackled or they try to make some like weird cut and then their legs like nope like y'all 300 pounds went one way you know knee went the other it's not like that at all (laughs) It's just she literally was running in a straight line. I'm sorry if your dog blows out her knee running in a straight line. That knee was on borrowed time. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um. So we'll see. So, but that's that's so like now when I go downstairs, I have to like navigate stepping over pens mm. and whatnot, and <laughs> looks great. Spent all this money on this house to have it look like we're fucking foster kittens, twenty four seven. Uh, all right, so we have three uh, three films to talk about. Um, oh shit! Technically, we should talk about four. We totally forgot that I saw Shang, She. Oh yeah, the yeah. Of the Ten I, Rings. I meant to say if you wanted to talk about, I forgot. I completely oh, forgot it existed. All right, <laughs> let's let's open with that because we totally forgot about it. Let's sure. talk about that real quick. I'm not going to get too far too much into it because uh, I know that you haven't seen it. Although I will say, I think that. Given your problems with Marvel films in the past, this one probably would be more up your alley than some of the other ones because it had less to do with there's this big MacGuffin that some we all have to find and, you know, uh, it's going to end the world. It was very... um, uh, it was it was a kind of a departure f- for um, Marvel movies in in that respect. Um, in that it wasn't so much that okay, there's this big world-ending thing. Well, I mean, there's kind of a world-ending thing, but it's, it's not like there's this big device that we have to find or this protocol mm-hmm. that we have to do. Um, it was more the, the beam going into the clouds. The beam going into the clouds, <laughs> right? It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it felt more like so. So, uh, Simu Liu plays uh, Shang Chi, and and basically he, uh, his father, played by the amazing Tony Leung, uh, w- had lived for a thousand years or so because he at some point he found you know the Ten Rings and built this kind of criminal empire and criminal organization and one and and heard of this uh, this village filled with fantastic mythical creatures 
uh, goes to it, gets his ass kicked uh, by the Guardian, uh, doesn't get into the village, and eventually falls in love with her, and they leave. He gives up the Ten Rings. She gives up um, being the Guardian of this village, and they they have a life together. They have two kids, Shang-Chi being one of them, and then she dies, and... Shang-Chi had been raised from, like, when he was, like, 7 to 14 to be, like, essentially the world's greatest assassin. Like, just 20, mm-hmm. just, like, from sunup to sundown, training constantly, every form of martial arts, just all the ways in which you can kill a man, all that shit. But then, at 14, his father is like, I found the guy that killed your mom, you gotta go take him out. And he says, go on. Shang-Chi leaves, says, can't do it, doesn't come back gets to America and decides to just kind of make a new life for himself there. Now, that's where I had a little bit of a problem with the story, because I'm like, what 14-year-old is like, I know how to enroll in school. (laughs) (laughs) But when we find him, he's like 24 years old. He parks cars uh, for, you know, at at a restaurant in in, uh, a hotel in in San Francisco. He's best friends with uh, his friend Katie Aquafina, and they, they basically like park cars and then get drunk and do karaoke and he's kind of stuck and then gets they get attacked on a bus uh because his dad wants this uh pendant that his mom gave him and he basically has to tell his best friend oh yeah by the way like i was trained to be an assassin my father's this criminal mastermind overlord and now he wants me to come back and the reason his father wants him to come back it's because his father keeps hearing his dead wife calling him to the village that she was from, telling him, I'm being trapped by the people in the village. I'm captive behind this gate. You have to rescue me. And hmm. he needs the pendant that he gave Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi's sister so they can get in. Well, it turns out it's not his dead wife that is calling him from behind this gate. It's this kind of evil spirit monster that wants to get the fuck out that the gate had imprisoned. Um, mm-hmm. And then things kind of go from there. Um, you know, as a Marvel movie, as as big as like kind of the spectacle of those are, it really was more focused on this family. Um, you know, the expectations that you know Shang Chi's father had put on him. You know, him wanting to get away from those expectations, like him feeling like he failed his mother because his mother died and he had been trained you know to fight. He could have helped fight them off, but then also the grief of his father who had put aside this power and this immortality and this empire to basically be with this woman he loves, but then went right back to it. And then the sister that had felt abandoned, like it was, it was all about family and less about, Hey, there's aliens or there's gods or there's, you know, you know, kind of all that stuff. Um, And then it just happened to be that what his father was unwittingly going to unleash could cause problems for you know kind of the the world proper um mm-hmm. but in terms of like you know the humor was there the action sequences were fantastic the the you know the physical stuff the the fight scenes were great you know kind of that mixing of you know kind of like your street level kung fu but then you know also your kind of um 
Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like very fantastical, you know, like the 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 kind of the 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 fighting along with nature and the wind imagery and the mm, petals mm-hmm. swirling around and you know that type of stuff. And then you know the kind of the fighting in the village and and just like how much that escalated. And I mean, it, it really like when we when I watch this movie and I think to myself like there was a time when we were okay with like Iron Man where he like shot a, a tank with a <laughs> missile and we were like that's amazing right? right and then he fought another iron man or like thor and we're like he fought a trash can and we we're like that's amazing like they just were like fuck all that like we're gonna like that and the thing i love about i loved about this movie is like they totally went for broke they were just like i don't know if we're ever gonna have another chance to put this character on the screen and tell mm. this story so let's do as much as we can and really just just bring in as much, you know, kind of uh, imagery and mythical creatures and and all that shit that we can into this movie, and and really make it feel like this is a journey for this guy. Like he started out like knowing who he was from like what he had been trained to do, but really kind of growing into this hero that is, you know, just capable of these really amazing things. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I thought you know the the family dynamic stuff was cool. The action sequences were great, and and they didn't at the end. They weren't like you're an Avenger now. Like I mean, they just kind of hinted to like, well, your life's about to change. Like you you know, right. shit's about to go down. Um, and there there were some hints in there as to what the Ten Rings were, and you know, are they're sending out a signal, and what are they doing? So, you know, there's some ground kind of laid for future things, but it also really stood alone to to just be you know kind of its own thing in this this particular um hero's journey and and it was i i loved it i thought it was fantastic i went to a theater i saw it i wore two masks for two and a half hours or whatever um mm. so so i i really enjoyed it i enjoyed it more than than black widow which is nothing against black widow i thought black widow had its own kind of humorous moments and and things like that too but i feel like you know, the spectacle of this movie, like Black mm-hmm. Widow still was trying to be grounded, but also like not fantastical, oh, yeah. but in a typical now, kind of like that stuff she did certainly was. Yeah. But I mean, they, they tried to keep it more grounded and somewhat, I guess, realistic sure. for lack of a better word, but then they also needed the spectacle. And this movie yeah. felt like once they were like, we're in a mythical village and there's fucking, you know, uh, foxes with seven tails that look like Pokemon. They're like, all bets are off. We can do whatever the <laughs> fuck we want. And it worked right. because it was clear that they've now transitioned into this almost like mystical realm. So all bets literally are off. The old rules don't apply. We can do whatever we want. And it, it mm-hmm. totally worked because they made it clear that this is not like Brooklyn. <laughs> right. right, right. Um, so so it, it 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 totally it totally worked and i mean and, and the caliber of talent you know michelle yo like i said tony young was amazing like i mean the, the caliber of talent on screen in this movie that they brought together was fantastic um mm-hmm. and it really just you know it, it made me think like just how like we how far these movies have come in terms of like kind of what they're willing to do to set up a character and to show like the the journey that this character takes along the way to kind of become, I would say it's probably the best origin 
movie that they've done. And that might be because I didn't know really enough a lot about the character and the characters had like multiple kind of right. revisions over the years right. because it was a fairly kind of like racist uh sure you know d- depiction uh of of an asian man kind of you know at the beginning so they they definitely had their 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 work cut out for them but you know it wasn't just like oh here's shang chi he's like a, a martial arts master like they they spent a lot of time to kind of develop them and kind of tell this this story so but you know, I mean, the fact is, when I saw Iron Man, and Thor, and I didn't the the character I knew the most about was um, the two characters I knew the most about were Doctor Strange and Captain America. Mm-hmm. But you know, Iron mm-hmm. Man, Thor, them I I never really read those. So, but I still gotcha. feel like this is better than those movies. Um, yeah, I between you and Jace, I, I'm actually interested to see it. It's just it's this character I never really care. It's not even that I dislike. I just yeah. don't care about and uh you know the same thing could be said for like luke cage i never was a big power man guy. i, I liked iron fist i thought mm-hmm. iron fist was badass but yeah but that's just you know if i'm doing street level marvel characters i i'm more interested in like moon knight daredevil yes you know that that tier and so the you know power man and iron fist there's the, the, the whole thing was they're always like in a book together and that says a lot about those characters to me even though not to say they can't be done separate of one another they absolutely can and have right. been done with it. but like you know i agree just, with you yeah it's it's like like it's, this c-list kind of thing and yeah and shang chi was kind of on the same and the other thing was like that was a character that uh i came to you know I, well, I mean he's been around since the 70s obviously yeah. but for me it was i had been reading comics for years before anybody had, had even done anything with him like i, right. I had never even heard of him and right. I've been reading for years. So it was just, it's weird. It's, you know, he's one of those characters that would come around and, and for like one story arc and somebody else. Exactly. Story. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I just wasn't that familiar with it. And so, and, and because of that, I wasn't that stoked for the movie, but I'm actually more excited to see it now based on what I'm hearing about it than I would have been just, you know, before it came out. And I think for me, part of my excitement in, in watching it was because I wasn't familiar with it. It was, it was like an opportunity for me to, you know, see a character that I had not, I didn't really have any history with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. same here. I didn't, you know, like I said, aside from the, the every once in a while little story arc with him, I've never read a Sh- just Shang-Chi book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I will admit like, you know, I mean, I think, I, I think all, you know, folks our age that grew up, you know, watching Bruce Lee movies and things like that, like there's something about the badass, you know, kind of Kung Fu martial arts guy oh, that sure. that's just, you know, just great. Like, <laughs> well, that was like, that was the brilliance of putting like Iron Fist and Luke Cage together because yes. that's just seventies exploitation exactly. that appeals to everybody, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, and and I, I mean, I cut, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm much more of a Marvel fanboy, you know. So I mean, it's like it's, it's not a surprise that I liked it. I mean, I, I, and not to say that I didn't like Black Widow, but um, I. I think that, you know, what I liked most about Black Widow was really the dynamic between the fake family. I really could care less about the conflict itself. You know, like, I was like, hey, if you want to make this some weird, you know, dysfunctional uh, family sitcom, like, I'm fucking all for it. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. And I think it's because, like, I, I still feel to some degree like they really did Scarlett Johansson's character a disservice by killing her off um, in, in Endgame. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I think, I nothing against Jeremy Renner, but between her portrayal of Black Widow and his portrayal of Hawkeye, I feel mm-hmm. like I would rather see more of her than I would of him. Yeah. Um, so Oh, don't even get me started again on that shit. Yeah. Because if you're going to waste Ronan, oh, God. Right. I just, I can't. I can't get back. I'm getting pissed off again just thinking about <laughs> it. Oh, just, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bring <laughs> up fucking shit <laughs> well maybe maybe the, the 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 new hawkeye show will will redeem it who knows um, i think it's about kate isn't it it is and that's fine it is except for ronan's not going to be in it which is why i'm pissed oh oh i see what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> okay um so our first uh non-marvel shang chi movie <laughs> That our first movie that we had agreed to talk about before I remember that I saw Shang-Chi um, is um, this is yet another uh, hometown uh, or small town monsters small production. Town monsters. Um, you know, we, we spoke about uh, one of their earlier films um, uh, on a previous show. Um, and so, so small town monsters is what I love about this, this production company is it reminds me of when I was a kid and I'd watch, you know, in search of, you know, or, you know, Ripley's believe it or not, where it's focusing on, you know, regional mysteries and, you know, folklore and monsters and, and that type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and so their latest, uh, joint drops on September 14th on VOD, Blu-ray DVD. Um, and that is, um, Skinwalker, the Howl of the Rugaru. Uh, and so anybody who kind of is a werewolf fan, as we are, knows that a Rugaru is basically like a skinwalker or kind of a French-Canadian um, werewolf. Um, mm-hmm. And so this... Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter, <laughs> yeah. So so this, this documentary kind of talks about... Um, you know, down in, in uh, kind of, uh, you know, Louisiana, the swamps of Louisiana, um, all the different stories around uh, Rougarous. And, and you're absolutely right. Like, like it's not, you, you know, you kind of go into this thinking, oh, okay, this is about, you know, werewolves. And what you find is that the folklore is, it's so much more expansive than that to encompass, you know, kind of beings that can change shape not necessarily for nefarious purposes, but sometimes also mm-hmm. for more almost like trickstery purposes. And and and, um, and it was really interesting to me to follow that journey where it does start off as oh yeah, I saw like a wolf man in the swamps, but then gets mm-hmm. more into you know curses and and people being you know afflicted with this and how they could pass the curse along but also like then there's some folks that have it by choice and 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 kind of the mischief mm-hmm. that they get get into and it really was a fascinating uh kind of look into a regional um monster or mm-hmm. you know i guess yeah that was phenomenon right um yeah, that that's one of my favorite things about this, and and they did the same thing in the Bell Witch one that we we talked about before. Um, 
my favorite thing is they don't just go out and film like local crazies. Like it's not like yeah. a news, you know, interview. Like they talk to people and, and it ends up being more about the legend itself and how it has been used throughout the years to scare kids, to act, to not go in yeah. the woods or to act good and this, that and everything. You know, they do talk to people, like you said, who say claim to have seen things, but mo- the majority of it is just people who have more to say about the legend and its origins and how it's, you know, it's, changed and used you know um where it came from stuff like that like that's more interesting like it's fun to watch shit like unsolved mysteries and you know it talks about aliens and, and this that and the other but to like if i want to watch a documentary like yeah i would rather watch something like this that goes into the actual you know factual things than listen to a bunch of crazy people talk about werewolves in the you know chasing them through swamps yeah, and and I mean, you know, the the Bell Witch we had we talked about this before, where we felt like the um, the movie itself was somewhat let down by their desire to do um, like reenactments mm-hmm. um, and and kind of like you know put people in in period appropriate costumes and 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 kind of act it out and they um you know they avoided that in large part in this movie i mean they they had a pretty mm-hmm. badass werewolf costume I there was some really cool like really cool shot scenes and like yeah the werewolf itself looks badass but it's not full-on reenacting things no 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 yeah and, and then you know obviously when they when they get to you know things about you know, skinwalkers and, and, you know, this, this thing is, you know, taking the, the form of a chicken or, <laughs> or whatever, which I thought yeah. was fucking great. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, honestly, like that's, you know, we, we've, we've talked about this before, the difference between, you know, kind of like the howling and, um, you know, um, uh, um, American werewolf in London is that the howling was more, like Eddie was more of a shapeshifter. Mm. He he definitely was a werewolf, but at one point he makes himself look like uh kind of the murder victim in the, in the morgue. Mhm. And then turns into Eddie and then turns into the werewolf. So that and I always loved that that it wasn't just that he didn't it wasn't like okay when the moon is full he's going to turn to werewolf. Like they this guy he he had you know control over his form Mm -hmm. to be able to take the shape of other things um and so you know that i've always loved that aspect and it's and it's a much less common uh kind of uh, portrayal of werewolves um, mm-hmm. You know that that ability to take the shapes of your things. So then, you know, when you're watching this documentary and they're talking about, oh yeah, this one turns into a rabbit, or somebody might turn into a chicken, or someone turns into this, you know, this this traveler on the road. Well, now you're getting into ghost story territory. You know, right. now you're getting into, you know, you're driving along and you see this lone figure on the side of the road. If you pick them up, are they going to try to cast the pass the curse to you? Like you know, I mean, it's just a fascinating kind of mixture of kind of crossing over those those like you said, you know, where they might it might start as oh, 
If you're not good in school, the Rugaru is going to get you. Well, now it's like, hey, be careful who you pick up because it could be a Rugaru, mm-hmm. right? It could right. be a shapeshifter that's trying to pass the curse on to you. Like, like how these these you know kind of myths evolve, uh, you know, almost to to match modern times to still act as a uh, a cautionary tale, and that's right. really where I love this stuff, and that's really where I think this documentary kind of being so it's just as focused as the bell witch but it's focused on a phenomenon that is more expansive i guess in right. terms of like the the differences in how people talk about it and the differences in how people experience things right so and right. that's really where it's fascinating to me is to see where when people talk about these things and their different interpretations and to see, and you can definitely see like some of the more cult, the cultural things and, and, and aspects. And that's, and, and that's where I love, um, uh, this, this guy's work, Seth Breedlove is, is mm-hmm. it's, it's going to these parts of the country and telling these stories because there was a time, you know, before cell phones and, and the internet and all that shit where, you know, and I think we've talked about this before where you'd hear about things like, you know, Bigfoot sightings or Loch Ness monster sightings. Well, when everybody's got a computer with a camera in their pocket, you don't see those things anymore. And there's, there's a reason why you don't see those things anymore, but also that magic is, is gone. But yet Mm -hmm. those legends and those, those beliefs and those, those things still remain. There's still, you know, areas of the country with these specific folklore uh, that really deserve to be kept alive and celebrated because they tell so much about the region. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's just so much... F- and then when it's also like really interesting and uh, and they get good people to talk to and they're not judgmental you know, in any way. It's mm-hmm. not exploitative. exploitative. Neither, it's neither of those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> the word is. You know, they're not talking down you know, to the, to the subjects, it's just, you know, letting them tell their, their story. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so much fun to watch and it's so fascinating. So I don't know what their next one is. Uh, um, well, they announced uh, a werewolf one, an American werewolf one for next year. But then I also saw uh, a Jersey devil one is coming mm. before that one. So that should be really yes. good. Yes. Jersey Devil is fascinating. I, I mm-hmm. remember reading a book about the Jersey Devil, um, and that's there's some really cool shit, especially when you start talking about some of the Pine Barren stuff mm-hmm. in Jersey. Like, yeah, there's some really cool, uh, there's some really cool stuff to be mined. Um, I mean, from that. I mean, I would love to see a. Uh, oh shit! What's the Mexican goat lizard one? Chupacabra. It's oh, Chupacabra. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, that would be uh, they've got to be planning to do that. Yeah, uh, that and then in fact they fuck around and do the Alabama leprechaun. Man, I'm all in. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I did not know there was an Alabama leprechaun. Oh, surely you've seen that. No. Oh, all right. I got a YouTube clip to send you. They even songified it and everything. Are you serious? There was a, yeah, there was a there was some projects in Mobile, uh, and at night. Uh, people claim to be able to see a leprechaun in a tree, uh, and the news went out there, and they did a whole story, and yeah, it's it's great stuff. I didn't know it was there like a like a 
big Irish um, population in Alabama? No. No, no. <laughs> we'll see. When you see the video I sent you. <laughs> okay. Well, look it's at this. the whole thing. Like, Tosh, it's been on Tosh.0. He talked about it. It's, it's a thing. Oh, wow. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Skinwalker, Howl the Rougarou, like I've said, comes out September 14th, which is uh, Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that that's anywhere that that you stream or, or watch movies. So, so definitely check it out. And give them give them some love because um, mm-hmm. their projects are are definitely worth watching. And if you want to buy the Blu-ray, it's on uh, Small Town Monsters website. Yes. Yes. Okay, I so, don't think it's not going to be available on like Amazon and stuff. I think because the Bell Witch thing, I had to get from their website. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so what uh, what do we want to do next? You want to do Superhost or Don't Breathe Two? Super. I, I would like to do Superhost, and only because I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than man. Uh, the hype machine is a dangerous. <laughs> yeah. A dangerous thing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Superhost is a uh, Shudder exclusive, so get yourself a Shudder subscription. Uh, Written and directed by Brandon Christensen, um, but starring um, Osric Chow, who was um, in the Arrowverse, but he also played the prophet, Kevin Tran, uh, in Supernatural. That's where I've seen that dude. Damn it, I could could not... (laughs) <laughs> recall it saved my life i was watching it and i was like man this cat looks familiar so i look him at imdb and he was like in like all the arrowverse shows and one like in the crisis stuff and then i was I scrolled i was like holy shit it's kevin tran i said Lynn, i was like it's the prophet kevin tran <laughs> uh you know that's just a huge huge figure and i take the time to look i would have reacted the same way <laughs> yeah huge, huge figure if you ever watch supernatural uh kevin tran is a is a huge uh, figure in supernatural lore. <coughs> Him and his mom got matching anti-possession tattoos. Um, but anyway, so Superhost is the story of uh, Claire and Teddy, who uh, have a YouTube channel called Superhost, where they go to various like Airbnbs and and you know VRBO house rentals or whatever, <coughs> and they. Um, you know, do YouTube videos about the house and whatnot. Um, and they go to this, this rental and they meet, uh, it's being rented by, um, well, she, she says her name is like Betty Lou. Uh, mm-hmm. her, real, her real name is, is Rebecca, um, who is, is renting this house and something seems a bit off with her, but they're kind of okay. And, and we know that, so Claire is very worried about the channel because numbers are going down and and Teddy is more interested in the weekend because he's going to propose to Claire but we know that there's also uh, at some point in the past they had must have done a video in which they they trashed some previous rentals not the house but like there was like some drama about a previous renter's property that right. kind of spiked their views you know because they're chasing that you know, which is not uncommon in YouTube where, you know, kind of anger and shitty opinions gets clicks. Um, (laughs) And they they basically had a huge argument or whatever dust up with a previous renter uh, played by the always amazing Barbara Crampton. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And so Claire is kind of looking at Rebecca as, okay, we can get some drama. She's clearly not all there. Maybe we can kind of use that. And Teddy's more like, let's not worry about the channel. This this house, is there's something kind of weird about it. Let's not, like, fuck with any of this shit. And then things mm. go, you know, predictably uh, about as well as you can imagine. Um, I think the performances were fine, but... I look at this Ooh, movie. I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't think. I thought that. I thought Claire. I thought that that Sarah Canning and and Osric Chow. I thought they did. I thought no, they did. They a, were fine. Yeah, I thought they did a great job, kind of per, in the roles that they were cast. You yes. know, so I look at movies about YouTubers in the same way that I look about movies about drug users. In that, I can't fucking stand either one of those groups of people, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> You know, I always remember this quote, and I don't know who said it, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it, they said the worst part about doing drugs is you have to you spend all your time hanging out with drug users, right? And yeah. so, like something like Requiem for a Dream, Train Spotting, I fucking can't stand those movies because for me to spend that much time with drug users, I find or any if it's a TV show. Or a movie where people decide, like, a, they decide to get high, and it's like, mm-hmm. and not like, okay, fine, like, I'm not a prude, and sometimes it can be funny, but like, where it's like, that's like, it just, it grates on me. I just find it fucking annoying. And the same way that I find YouTubers, and I don't mean like, like, I've had some really, there's like some really great science content creators out there, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, if I have to watch a YouTube video because I need to know how to, like, change the, you know, a plumbing fixture. It's the what's up guys, smash that like and subscribe yes. that <laughs> just always on. And they did a spot on fucking bang up job. Yes, they, they, absolutely of, did. they nailed that aspect. But my immediate thought when that happened was if the two of you die, I will not be even the least bit upset because you're so fucking yeah, annoying. You. Right. My, my thing was with, uh, with Gracie Gillum is, is Betty Lou or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I, I listened to a, a podcast. They did an interview with this writer director, and he was talking about as soon as he saw her, he just knew. And I was like, "The fuck did you see?" Like I, I was like, because apparently she has done some Disney stuff previous to this, and she had that she had that ability to turn on that type of like personality. But then also she's playing, you know, someone who's who's yeah, she obviously was in- got. She was in Teen Teen Beach too, and Teen Beach. Yeah. She was in the Fright Night remake. Oh, really? Shit, I didn't know. She that. was B. Uh, my my thing is okay. I get if you're playing, you know, a, a killer type or whatever, and you're supposed to look crazy or whatever the word is for that, you know, and 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 you're going all out in your performance. That's fine. But but where I kind of lose it loses me is the minute this person walked up to me. I would have been the fuck out of there. Absolutely. And I know, I know that it's it playing with that, you know, they review properties and, and they've, like you said, got clicks off of, you know, a, a bad experience or, or some, you know, some trouble they have with somebody. If they're thinking maybe this is going to be another one. And they, they play with that a lot. Like, they're the uh, Teddy is like, let's get the fuck out of here. This isn't cool. And Claire's like, this is exactly what we need. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, Ugh. I get it, but she was just a little too over the top for me. Um, 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 Rebecca or, or Betty yeah. Lou there. She was just a little much. Like, yeah. 
you know, if I'm especially somewhere and it's like, okay, we have no cell service and, and I don't know where I'm at all that, you know what I mean? And, and, and then I find this, dentures in the toilet. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this person, this, I turn around and this person standing there with those eyes. Yeah. And the way she, I was like, I'm getting right back in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, Claire can stay if she wants. But she can get all the clicks she wants. Yeah, getting murdered I'm on camera. Clicking my ass right the fuck up out of there. Like I'm sorry, I'm just not doing it. Like it is. I know it's not reality or whatever, but still, but you know, I'm just like it just completely took me out of the movie because she's so over the top and it's yeah. just too much. Yeah. And I think we've all like it's 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 you know it's 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 not it, it's a human kind of experience where you know if you've ever especially nowadays like i you know this is definitely a movie of its time because you mm-hmm. know 10 years ago 15 years ago if you wanted to go i mean yeah you could rent people's houses but for the most part if you went on vacation somewhere you just got a hotel well it's right? just like yeah it's like what uber for houses right or whatever like yeah but now that like there's this whole you know extremely destructive market for buying up mm-hmm. houses as investment properties to then rent them as, you know, uh, weekly things. Right. Um, you know, th- this definitely becomes more of that, but I've, we, we stayed at a house in Florida a few years ago, um, you know, because Lynn and I were both work from home full time. We were like, well, fuck it. Let's get a house in Florida for two weeks. And, uh, this is this was the vacation where we I got the the Gibson's finest, <laughs> right? Uh, so so the first week we we worked and then the second week we vacationed and we ended up going home early and it was like you know the first second day there's like you know something didn't work in the house there's like we see those like palmetto bugs which is fine it's Florida you know but still they should come out and spray. Well if you know we had issues with the house and 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 at the time the the person who was from the management company. It was like, yeah, it's normal. And we were like, uh, it's not. Let's get this shit fixed. And they finally did. But if she came out all fucking bug-eyed and, right. you know, called me over, like, I was, like, complaining to Linda about the palmetto bugs. And then she's like, that's normal for Florida. And I'm like, you're not even in my house right now. Right. I'd be like, I don't care how much we're we're giving up the deposit. We're going home. I'm not going to get yeah. murdered. Big time in my right. bed just for this vacation house, even if my YouTube series depended on it. Right. Um, exactly. And it's like, you know, in the same way that like host is very much a movie of its time, you mm. know, God willing three, four years from now, if you watch host, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. That sucked. Right, and then ten years, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck? What is? I don't." There's gonna be so much context that's right. just lost around host, and I the right. same thing for this movie. It's like, okay, like, not to say in three or four years YouTube isn't gonna be a thing, but you know, it's like it's very much like it's like now, right? Like this is not a movie. It's not a classic horror movie like no. American Werewolf in London or Friday the 13th, or well, Halloween, like, where 20 years from now you watch this movie and you'll be like, this is still scary as fuck. You're going to be like, wait, these people had a chance. Like, they were willing to get murdered because they had a channel where they reviewed houses? Well, are there no other houses to review? 
Let's get right. the fuck out and go review another house. Well, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a fucking house to review. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, one million percent right now there's somebody trying to make a fucking TikTok horror movie or, you know, or uh, Actually, whatever. I love a TikTok horror movie where, like, they just break out in a dance number in the middle of it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Like, the horror movie, like, a guy skateboarding. Like I am so like, fucking like, tired like, of all that shit. Like, I would love a TikTok movie about a guy who murders people because he skateboards up to them, lip-syncing Fleetwood Mac songs, and then murders them with some Mountain Dew or whatever the fuck he was drinking. I would much rather take that than this. Yeah, like, Ocean Spray or something. Ocean I think Spray, yeah, like a giant fucking, can you imagine that? Like, the Ocean Spray killer, he had, like, a mask oh. on, he just longboarded his way up to your car. Like, that does sound way better than this. Fucking <laughs> lip-syncing Manfred Mann's Earth Band. <laughs> <laughs> I will say to this movie's credit, though, it has what will probably because I mean, was we're in September, so I don't know if there's going to be a line that I like better than this movie has my favorite line in any movie this year. <laughs> when, <clears throat> when there's some shit going down, and Teddy's like, "You stay in here, I'll check it out," and then he he comes right back inside because he like he gets scared. Uh-huh. He's like, "I'm a vlogger, not a hero." Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I love that shit. I was like, yeah. that is the realest line I've heard this year. It well, was that's so like good. like in The Empty Man, when uh, the main character there goes, <laughs> and he sees all the people like dancing and chanting, yep. and he goes, nope. <laughs> he just like turns around and runs. <laughs> Thank you. Finally. We can't all be Jamie Lee Curtis, okay? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Literally exactly. only one person on the planet can be Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not even a thing. I see Michael Myers. I'm getting in my car. I'm driving away. I'm I'm never coming back to Haddonfield. I mean, I'm not gonna. I will do my best to pretend that town never existed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That and the the only other thing I, I wanted to talk about was the the knife gag. I really yeah. liked. Yes. It was like very fast and yes. very brutal, but yes. shit. I was just like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 Barbara Crampton was excellent. Like, I love that this year we're seeing so much, you know, good battering. Daniel Jacobs' wife was great. This not so much. But Barbara Crampton is still just, you know. Oh, she was she, my favorite part of the movie by far. Yeah, she just she just makes these, you know, just just her presence in these films just elevates it by mm-hmm. by the benefit of, of her being in it. Um, yep, I so, agree. But um, you know, it's it's on Shutter. It's if you know, definitely check it out for yourself. Uh, certainly, uh, don't just go look at the poster on Shutter and you tell me I if know. that person rolled up on you <laughs> that you're still hanging out for the weekend. <laughs> and I feel like that poster, even that is is as as much as it is a spoiler for the movie. It also is somewhat false advertising because. You would think from that poster that she was like fucking these cats up the whole movie. No, that's, right. That's yeah. not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, it really is. If you see the poster, you really are. It's not like you're sitting there going, "Okay, is there something going on with this woman?" You're just basically like, "Oh yeah, there's something going on with this woman." Yeah, like, and I was you know, you're just kind of waiting. Like... You're just kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. what ends up happening. Right. And I will say to another thing to the film's credit, which I hadn't considered until just now, is at least at least they didn't try to pull some bullshit where you thought, you know, something was going on with a different character. They didn't try to pull the no. wool over your eyes. I mean, there's, there's literally four people in this movie. 
<laughs> right, but I'm just one of those four people. They didn't play like. Well, maybe it's you don't. Maybe you don't it's ever Barbara think, Crampton. <laughs> right. Maybe you it's never Vera. Think that. Yeah. No. Right? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So our last movie to talk about is a movie. After I watched it, okay. So before I watched it, I did not understand why they were making it, and then mm-hmm. after I watched it, I still don't understand mm-hmm. why they made it. <laughs> uh, and that is "Don't Breathe" too. Um, and if if I hadn't known, so prior to watching this movie, I did not know that Fetty Alvarez. Um, was like one of the writers, although right. it's like based on characters created by and whatnot. Right. Based on the trailer that I saw for Don't Breathe Two, my f- thinking was: Have they not seen Don't Breathe? Like, do they not know? Um, right. That who Stephen Lang's character is, and like what he did in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Because if they did know that, then why would they be making a movie in which he is presumably the the protagonist? Because he's not right. someone, based on what we found out about in Boat Don't Breathe, that you would want to make a movie about. So if you haven't seen Don't Breathe, long story short, uh, three miscreants break into Stephen Lang's house because they hear, hey, he's this blind guy. He's got a bunch of money in there, but he's blind so we can get his money. That goes poorly for them. Um, mm-hmm. And um, what you find out is his daughter had been killed in a car accident by a drunk driver who was also a young woman. He then kidnaps the young woman and had been holding her hostage in his basement with the intention of artificially inseminating her via a turkey baster with his own semen so that she could then bear him a child to Mm -hmm. replace the one she had killed. Which is not great. (laughs) No. So at the end of the movie, we we think he's dead... (laughs) Obviously, he's not, and then Don't Breathe <clears throat> 2 kind of takes on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set af- years later. Uh, all you know is that he's raising a young woman kind of out in the woods. She thinks he's her dad. We don't really know what's going on. You know, come to find out there had been a fire. Uh, he found this young girl outside this burning house, unconscious, took her in because he's got not daddy issues, but child issues, decided to raise mm-hmm. her. Well, then her family tracks her down and comes back to get her for the most ridiculously, ridiculously. convoluted reason. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing, Stupid. Um, uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? The guy who did the bit about why does everybody hate Guy Fieri? Shane Torres, the most ridiculously convoluted story. <laughs> like, it made no It's so sense. stupid. So stupid. And so it's funny. I was telling my wife about this movie. So when I talk to my wife about horror movies, normally here's the way that it goes. So I'll start watching a movie first thing in the morning as I start working. Then we'll have breakfast together. Um, and... 
I will tell her a little bit about what I've been watching and then I finish the movie and I either finish telling her about it over lunch or like if we go for a walk after work or after dinner, I'll tell her. So I had been complaining all about this movie and how how much I didn't like it, how stupid it was. And I was like, but it had some pretty good kills. And she's like, wait, what? I was like, well, well, yeah, I mean, it, it had some good kills. Like, and she kind of looks at me and I was like, well, that's actually like a metric that, I mean, if you're watching a horror movie, like that's that's a thing that you would sure. gauge it by. Like, sure. and she was kind of looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Half the time, I think she's just like, "Who the fuck did I marry?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's cool." Like the scene when when the guy so this is one scene Stephen Lang somehow I don't know he 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 uh, he takes he seemingly takes this guy out by epoxying his mouth and nose <laughs> shut. Yeah. Yeah. And then this guy's brother finds him, and his brother's like, unclench your jaw. And I was like, oh, okay, he's going to cut his lips, you know, the epoxy right. at his lips, right. and right. separate his mouth. Instead, he stabbed him in the cheek so the air could come <laughs> out. And ass, I went, okay, that's a big good. big-ass flathead screwdriver. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. That's like yeah. when you do the emergency tracheotomy with the pen cap that everybody's seen like a yes. million times. I'm like, yes. he fucking stabbed this cat in the cheek so that he could breathe. Like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then we get to where <laughs> Stephen Lang is in a puddle and he somehow, you know, through the power of of uh, Ripple's uh, fucking dead shots three dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he can feel... Puddles. Gene Gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a superhero. I, it's, you know, the, what, the thing why? is. Why? Yeah, the thing is, it's a completely and totally unnecessary sequel, but I will say that that goes back to the first one anyway, because that movie, I remember it being one of the earliest episodes of the show that we did, and. I, it, it's, it was so fucking relentless. I was exhausted by the end. Not the show, but the movie. Because <laughs> well, it, it could be both. Ends, <laughs> it, like, that movie ends like eight times. Yes. And, oh my God. Yeah. By the time it was finally over, I was just exhausted. And I was well, like, the, okay. The, 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 I, I the magic of that movie is you've got three characters that are in the house. One of them, the dipshittiest of them, gets mm-hmm. taken out right away and then it becomes about the other two and to your point about it ending eight times it's because it's not it's not just where you've it's okay so like in any kind of slasher movie most of the time doesn't matter how big of a group of of teenagers or young adults that are going to die you can always tell there's like one of them that's going to be the final girl or the final boy mm-hmm. and then it becomes about that person's struggle and does it seem like they might die or does it seem like the killer might die? Well, here you had two people kind of trying to make their way out of this house at the same time, plus Stephen Lang's character. So like you said, it kind of bounced between the three of them in terms of like what is actually ending this conflict. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they left it wide open for a sequel, which unfortunately we got. Uh, it did not feel, other aside from the violence, it certainly didn't feel like Fetty Alvarez wrote this. Uh-huh. Um, I know he didn't like write it all on his own, and I don't know how much involvement he had with it. Uh, but it felt like a different movie, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and kind of in the way that A Quiet Place Two went from being this a Quiet Place almost, was another completely unnecessary. <laughs> sure, but the way that it 
it went from being about the family and and you know us being terrified of one monster. Now there's you know it's, it's an action movie. It's it's like alien to aliens, which yeah. is not that. But I'm just no that's right. sort of the thing. And I I tend to enjoy the smaller, more tension based kind of things. Uh, not all the time. Like I'm fine with a big ass monster movie, but it's like if you give me this one thing, when it gets flipped. I don't always enjoy it. There are examples like The Strangers where I liked Pray at Night. Um, I liked Pray at Night for specific scenes in it, but right, I think as, exactly. a, as an actual, like... As a sequel to The Strangers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, The Strangers, to me, is still one of the, my favorite scary movies, because like, it's one of the movies that yes, scares me the most. it's terrifying. Yeah. scares the shit out of me, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Pray at Night did not scare me at all. I thought the pool scene was really cool, but yes. I, still, I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, it kind of flipped. They flipped things on it in a way that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But this, I just, it was unnecessary. And then, I, if they had presented me a story that I was, I was at all interested in, that wasn't so fucking ridiculously stupid, like maybe. And even, even if it had been what it is, if, if they hadn't come up with that reason for them wanting to get their daughter back, that's where it, I was just like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Like there. And I, I get it. You know, they, they blew up, uh, they were, uh, they're cracked in exploded. That's where the fire came from. Yeah. So we're not, we're not exactly dealing with, you know, Harvard scholars, but their whole think thinking of like their whole reasoning for getting their daughter back. I was just like, yeah, this is so fucking stupid. I hope everybody in this dies. Like, I just wanted everybody to die, and I wanted it to be over. And, God, I hope there's not another one. Yeah. I, I just realized that Fetty Alvarez directed the sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I had no idea. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. see any movies. Uh, when, when they... So, so The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that was the David Fincher reboot mm-hmm. with um, um, Daniel Craig and... Um, Kate Mara or Rooney Mara, one of the Mara, Mara sisters. I don't remember. Well, and then David Fincher didn't make a sequel, but they did an, a sequel with Claire Foy as Liz Sandler. Um, and mm. yeah, Fetty Alvarez directed. I had no idea. I don't think it got very good reviews, but mm. I I had no idea. Well, shit, <laughs> now I might have to watch it. God damn it. Guy. <laughs> I've not seen any of those, the originals or the the American ones or whatever. You know, the the the, the David Fincher movie is good, but at that point in time, I had already I'd read all the books, and I I had not seen the original, um, the Swedish version with Numi Rapace. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I I since have seen that, and it was like, I mean, if you, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you like a band. And you go to see that band in concert, and in concert they sound exactly like the studio record. You're kind of mm. like, well, yeah, I mean, it was fun, and I got a T-shirt out of it. <laughs> but i i could have I could have just stayed at home and saved right. a bunch of money and just listened to it on, you know, my iPod or. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was kind of the same thing. Like David Fisher, I mean, he's still like, you know, he's still a great director. But it felt still so much just like the the book with very little reason to uh, to watch it other than just like, oh, I, I guess if you wanted to see these scenes come to life, which based on some of the really awful things that happened in this movie, I don't know why you would. 
Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it just wasn't something where he really, I mean, he, he just basically like was like, hey, everything in this book, yeah, let's just put it on the screen. And you're like, sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, that's not, you want so, like more of a creative interpretation of things. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and this movie, like, I, I didn't understand, like, I, I was kind of hoping um, that I would, when I was done watching it, be like, okay, yeah, no, this makes sense. But I mean, you know, the blind man, that's Stephen Lang's character, like, he's not a character that needs to be redeemed. He shouldn't be redeemed. He's like a no. horrible fucking dude. I mean, he had yeah. a horrible tragedy in his life, but then he responded to that with even more tragedy and horrible things. So right. it's like, to try to make it, like, redeem him, like, oh, no, he tried to save this girl. Like, fuck that. No. Right, yeah. and then they they kind of throw a little thing at it at the end. He's like, "Oh, I murdered and I raped. Uh, you shouldn't be with me." And it's right. like, um, first of all, the little girl at that point was like, "I'm sorry, I saw you do the murder part, but could we go back to the rape part because I <laughs> I just need a little like I didn't see you rape anybody when they were attacking us. I saw you murder a bunch of people, and like yeah. I guess that's fine because they're trying to kill us. But could we just go?" Go back to the rape part because it felt like you said you raped. Maybe you didn't, but if you did, I kind of feel like I need to know what that's about before I go to the shelter and give them the name you gave me. Right. Not my parents, who, as shitty as they were, never raped anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't get it. I don't know how well it did. I don't know. You know, they definitely. My thing was, I just heard uh, somebody on on a Discord that I'm in said it was the most fucked up thing he'd ever seen, which made me excited to watch it because I wasn't excited to watch it. Uh, And I thought because I've you know, Evil Dead fucking reboot was fucking gnarly. That movie. I was like, I did too. So I'm like, oh shit! And I liked the first one. Uh, you know, despite the fact that I, after it was over, I never wanted to watch it again. Uh, um, don't breathe. Oh, I, I've so watched I got, it a couple times since then. I think I've seen it twice. And it's I, like I don't, to me, it's like Green Room, where it's like sometimes yeah. you just want that nasty, scuzzy. Oh, for sure. And I like Green Room a lot better though. <laughs> but uh, but and I was like, huh? If this was the most fucked up movie he'd ever seen, like he doesn't need was to watch. This, is this the first horror movie he'd ever seen? Yeah. Because it wasn't, I, I honestly felt like it was, I won't say bland, but a lot of the violence isn't even on screen. And, you know, what's on screen is, is good, you know, stabbing dude in the jaw with yeah. screwdriver. But a lot of the stuff, you know, it just, I don't know. I didn't think it was um, particularly graphic. Um, maybe that says more about me than, than the oh, movie, no. but. No, I mean, if you've seen Don't Breathe, I feel like, I mean, that scene in Don't Breathe when when, when Money, or whatever the fuck his name is, mm-hmm. Daryl Di- Dollar Bill, or whatever the fuck his name is, yeah, when he yeah. gets shot, that to me yes. is more graphic and surprising than anything that happened in this movie, because it like these these kids did not know what they were fucking with. Right. right? And then exactly. when they, that happened, it was such a shock, and you're like, oh my god, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. that to me had more of an impact than anything that happened in this movie. Same, and it was yeah. brutal as shit. Right, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I just I don't, there's really nothing that I took away from this movie, uh, you know, that I could say. Well, at least it had this going forward, or you know, whatever. I was yeah, it's completely, 
it was disappointing based on what I had heard about it. Yeah. Then I thought the plot was dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's completely unnecessary. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's a movie that like I don't know from a commercial standpoint if like Don't Breathe was one of these like things where <clears throat> maybe you know from a box office gross perspective it wasn't huge but from a percentage over budget it was like major that they were like well shit let's mm-hmm. try to do that again I don't know because it just seems you know I, I don't yeah. I don't get it I don't especially <laughs> now it's like you know the way that everything is so fucked up in terms of movies coming out and how they're gauging what's successful and what isn't but right who knows um okay so so that's it for for uh movies i mean we did we did find out oddly enough i was like if you had told me at the beginning of the year if you were to like okay what streaming service do you think without knowing which corporate oligarchy owns what what streaming service is Halloween Kills going to be available on the day the movie came out? There is no way in a million years I would have been like, oh, Peacock, you know, <laughs> where you watch The Office. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the Friends reunion was not on Peacock. Keep in mind, <laughs> Friends ran for 10 years on NBC. The right. Friends reunion. Matthew Perry's weird fucking teeth. Not on Peacock. Okay. And I, I think Peacock's great. AP Bio is one of my favorite shows. That show cracks me the fuck up. Dr. Death, not necessarily hilarious. Good miniseries. But if you were like, yeah, you know what's going to be on Halloween? You know what's going to be on fucking Peacock in October? Halloween Kills. I'd be like, okay, either you got the name of the network wrong or you got the name of the movie wrong. Because that <laughs> sentence does not make sense. <laughs> right. But here we are. So we, we definitely yeah. have that to look forward to in October. And I know folks have been going ape shit saying how great Dune is uh, from mm. the, 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 the Venice Film Festival. You know, we got that coming out in October. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still Dune. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll watch it. But I, will, I love Blade Runner 2049. I thought that movie was fucking great. But I have bounced off Dune so many times at this point that I just yeah I, I, don't, I don't I'll watch it since it's going to be on HBO or whichever one it's going to be on and I have that so yeah. I'll give it at least to give it a shot yeah it's on HBO yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean what's to be harm Where, where's the harm right yeah I'm sure I've seen worse shit this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um okay so uh real quick uh you know in terms of games you know we're still kind of like it's the I mean, this is a very weird year because, you know, we still have kind of the the holiday game season coming, but because of schedules and everything being shifted and, and, and um, game releases getting pushed out due to the pandemic, I, I feel like, um, like, honestly, really the only thing that I go, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that is uh, Metroid Dread and Far mm-hmm. Cry 6, which literally come out within, eh. like, two days of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't give a shit about Vanguard. Right. 
Um, I, I Halo I'm just in- so bad with when stuff is coming. I have no That's idea. The thing. Like Halo Infinite, it's like they're doing such a weird chopped up release. I don't even know when it's coming out. I don't even know what's coming out when it comes out. Right. Yeah, because what the yeah the it's like the multiplayer is free to play, but multi- like co-op is not included. Co-op is not included or... launch, but the story is. So it's like okay, right? <laughs> Whatever. But it's like yeah. then you have got like February twenty second, where it's like oh, how about you do the Witch Queen, the Saints Row reboot, and uh, the fucking Horizon Forbidden West. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. Because none of those <laughs> will be like a billion hours each. Yeah, that's right. good. Right. Got it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I did finish Arkham City, which still, you know, is my favorite Batman movie so far, or Batman game so far. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I played the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, uh, with the Iki Island expansion. Um, Mm -hmm. and we've used this as a joke to make fun of reviews before, but if you like Ghost of Tsushima... (laughs) you'll like the Iggy Island expansion. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't add... It really doesn't add anything. Yeah. Aside from... Um, you can get some moves... You can get some moves where you mow down some dudes in, on your horse. Like, that's... Mm. That's the ghost ability you get, is that your horse will trample people to death. Which is useful. Yeah, um, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> right, Exactly. Um, you know, but again, it's it's the same. It's there's some archery challenges. That's new, mm. um, and and you get some pretty a pretty cool set of monkey themed armor. Um, and then what they try to do is so so Iki Island. So if you played Ghost of Tsushima, you know Jin. One of the things he kind of carries with him is when he was a kid, a teenager. You know, his father was killed in front of him, and he could have run out and tried to stop it most likely he would have just died well Iki island is the island upon which his father died so there was a like a rubble uprising and 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 um clan sakai went there to put down the uprising and that's where Jin's dad dies so some mongols mm-hmm. come and there's this mongol called the eagle that's like poisoning people's minds and so Jin goes to Iki island to stop them but then is also dealing with all of these you know, memories of his dad and and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so if if you played Ghost of Tsushima and you were like, you know what, I really wish they got more into Jin's unresolved feelings about his father. Uh, this is the expansion for you. Um, <laughs> if if you finished Ghost of Tsushima and your map was full of question marks and you were just like, you know what, I'm good. I don't really think there's anything here where it's like necessary for you to play um mm-hmm. you know i i you know for me i rented it i loved the game it was a perfectly you know worthwhile way for me to spend a bunch of time but it wasn't anything revelatory and it didn't change my opinion on the game you know one way or the other i will say mm-hmm. though that i feel like you know sucker punch really needs to address the uh, new game plus economy because there's like a like a like a lot of armor sets and stuff that still require silk to upgrade fully, but there's no silk to be found. Mm. So without any way of like everything that you do in New Game Plus, all the story missions, all that shit, you get these like ghost flowers for. Well, they're only good for buying certain things from this one vendor, but you might still have all these armor sets that still 
you know you'd want to upgrade but you can't get the materials to upgrade them so um you know they really need to tweak that in a way either the like you could replay missions and get those materials or trading ghost flowers or something that was my only complaint because i'm so anal about this shit that i i, I have i feel the need to upgrade armor that i don't ever use and i know mm-hmm. that's me but i also like went online and there were a lot of people that were like what the fuck like you do new game plus you're like okay i'm gonna spend time with some of these other armor sets but i can't upgrade them fully um so that was a little disappointing. And honestly, because I played it on the PS4 Pro, I couldn't tell the difference between the PS5 and the mm. PS4 Pro. The only difference was it didn't sound like a jet engine. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a 747 was trying to land in my, my loft when right. I would play it uh, on the PS5. Um, but from like a visual standpoint, it looked great before. The loading times are like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's not like some of these other games where you you know you you play the the upgraded version are like wow that that's amazing it was like wow it looked really good before and it looks really good now um but you know and then i'm i'm finishing up the assassin's creed valhalla siege of paris and you know for as long as this game has been out for it to still be as buggy as it is like i'm pretty much I, like i'm glad that this is the last dlc because i think i'm i'm kind of glad my time with this game is ending because it's very frustrating uh mm. for these bugs to still like bugs that i encountered when i was playing the game when it first came out to still be there mm-hmm. uh is very frustrating and i sympathize and i understand but it's like Hey, maybe instead of putting out all these armor sets that you want people to spend real life money, why don't you get like quick resume to work, or <laughs> or make it so that the combat music doesn't play constantly when I am yeah. not of like I'm sitting here roaming the countryside on my horse eating mushrooms and it's like da 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 da. You're like, there's no one around. There's literally no one here. Why are we so mad? <laughs> so. But I would like to hear, because you finally achieved your goal of getting a Trials of Osiris armor set, and it sounds like it was as fun of an experience as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. well, Trials is that, you know, I, those, that, uh, I forget what season that those sets came out. It was, it's not that long ago, but it's been a couple of seasons. But I just remember seeing that picture of the Hunter, and these are all like, I guess I don't know if they're all cobras, but the the hunter's definitely a cobra. But it's like this cobra themed armor set, and I fell in love with it. I just that was the most badass looking hunter, and I you know I'm a hunter main obviously, so I was like, I God, I'll never get that, and that sucks. And then this season, they well before the season, they announced changes to trials, where they wanted so trials of Osiris is a three v three elimination uh, game mode where you play rounds that are nine well they're 90 seconds now i think they were two minutes oh they're only 90 um, seconds okay yeah uh and uh you play to whoever wins five so it can be five nothing it could be five four but you go to five it's not best of five it's who gets five wins uh oh, so okay. matches so matches take between six and seven minutes if i'm playing them so that tells you how many rounds that I won. But I, so I got into it because for the first time, uh, Friday was the very first time 
they allow you to solo queue into the Trials of Osiris because previously you had to be in a fire team of three because solo queuing into this game mode is stupid. <laughs> uh, because you, I mean, you could use the voice chat, the game chat, I guess, but nobody's doing that. Yeah. So it's just it's just three random people versus a lot of triple stack teams who have been playing this game mode for years. Right. It, you know, there was the trials in D one that I never played either. Yeah. So so my dumbass because because they revamped how the loot works because previously the loot was there would be one piece of gear and a weapon or whatever it was uh, per weekend because it's only on the weekends uh, and and it was based on wins that you would unlock this gear right uh and then the the idea is to go flawless which is to win seven games in a row and then you can go to mercury and then you go to the lighthouse and there's the higher tiered adept adept whatever they call it versions uh-huh. of of the gear that you get from the chest there all i wanted was the fucking armor. I didn't care what the role was. I didn't give a shit about the weapons. I was like, I just want this armor. And they said it could drop from the new loot system is every time you rank up, you get an Ingram and you can turn those into brother Vance who not brother Vance. Um, um, shit. What's the script name? I hate him. Rahul. Yes. Master. Uh, that's right. I call him the Smurf-faced fuck because he never gives me anything I want. So every time I walk up to him, I'm like, all right, you Smurf-faced fuck. Like, give, give me this helmet that you're not going to fucking give me. And then he doesn't give me the helmet. So so you get uh, an Ingram and you can turn it into Raul. Um, or if you've played the, the game before, uh, you can see every bit of Trials gear that's available. And then you can trade your Ingram in for that specific piece. I got really excited. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to rank up one time, I'm going to get my helmet, I'm going to bounce. Mm. doesn't work that way. You oh. have to have unlocked it. Yeah, it has to be in your collections that you have earned that gear before you can use the Ingram to buy that specific piece. Mm. And the, the idea from that is the random roll thing. You're hoping you get a better roll or whatever, so you turn in the Ingram. It takes the, the guesswork out of it, right? Um, you still don't know what roll you're going to get, but at least you know you're going to get a helmet, you're going to get a chest piece, whatever. So, so I set out, I was like, well, it's going to be rough, but, uh, you know, I got an Ingram and I turned it in and I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I'll play a few more. Mm-hmm. And, and so how these rounds typically would go is I would pop into the, to the match and I would immediately get one shotted. I was always the first to die almost. Uh, I'd get one shotted by a sniper rifle and I can't snipe. I was running hand cannon and uh auto rifle so i'm sure because it shows you your opponent's loadouts too so i'm sure i got quite a few chuckles from people looking at my loadout as they you know they hung back at the back of this very tiny map and sniped me or shot me with um trace rifles scout rifles you name it anything with distance um but i managed to get uh my seven so not only did I manage to get the pinnacle so hold for on. winning, let me, let me ask you something. Yeah, sure. So if you die, is that it for you? You're just waiting until no, the match ends. You can, you can get rezzed, but typically uh, it's not a great idea to go for a res because the other team will yeah, tend to hang just, out. Yeah, they'll yeah. just hang out at the dead person. But you can get rezzed. Okay. Uh, um, shit, my phone was on. Anyway, um, so. I got my 50 round wins 
which was a pinnacle drop. And then I got my seven actual seven wins on my trials card. So I got another powerful drop and then I had all my Ingrams. So I ended up getting uh, Friday night. The only armor piece I got was the, the cloak, which was the thing I wanted the second most. And uh-huh. once I got that, I was like, shit, I guess I'm in it. I'm going to keep trying. And uh, man, it was brutal. I got killed so many fucking times. I think I killed maybe 30 people in in all of my matches that I played. And that's generous. It probably and how many matches do you think you played overall? I, probably somewhere between 50 and 60 for sure. Because well, that's not bad, though. I mean, if it's in half your matches, you killed someone. At least one, yeah. But it was always like I, one round I killed all three, and I actually screen grabbed that one. Um, but... It took, so I got, anyway, so I got um, the full armor set. The helmet was the last thing I needed, and I got it, uh, the last Ingram I turned in last night. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore tomorrow, like today, Sunday. I was just like, I don't know if I got it in me to keep doing this. Because uh-huh. uh, I, I went all the way from having never played, I ranked all the way up to 10. So I'm a level 10 in Trials of Osiris now. <laughs> I don't know what their like their whole thing is. It's like you know heroic one, heroic two, and all that shit. Yeah. But I'm pretty close to if I were to keep playing, I would have to reset my <laughs> my rank. That's how fucking much I had to play to get this damn helmet. Um, but I got it. But uh, man, I got I got tea bagged. I got uh, a lot. I got um, they would shoot my corpse after rounds because your corpse still laying there. My team would. Sh- shoot at me at the beginning of the next round. Uh, not that they could hurt me. It was just a thing like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't well, know, man. solo queue, though, you've got to expect that anybody of any skill level is going oh, to be God. doing this. It's like, it's like, they're like sharks and they're chum in the water. Like, it's, it's awful. Like, but I, I mean, I've been watching streamers play this weekend, too. Because uh, while I'm like getting ready to go to bed or sometimes I put streamers on or whatever that are playing Destiny. They are laughing their asses off at this. Like they, and I think the plan is to add a solos only. But before they split the player base, I think they wanted to see if any if this was going to make a difference. If anybody was even going to bother trying. It's like when we when we used to when we went when we would go hard on Overwatch and they would do free weekends, mm-hmm. and we we're like, oh my god. Yes, yeah, and it, we were just like we're we're gonna rank, we're gonna get so many Lubang. We are just gonna murder. Like, we are gonna make these people never want to play this play game, the game again. Right. Like, yeah. well, I'm done with Trials forever. I'm forever done, and I love it. Like I got I got the set. I didn't have to play it today. Oh, it was so nice. I was just like, I'm so happy to be done with it. I'm glad I did it, and I and and nobody did it. Like Jacob didn't help. You know, yeah. nobody did it for me. I did the whole damn thing. Uh, and it was painful, but, but I got what I you stopped. could just you could just join up and just die right, and then just sit there and wait. Well, yeah, it's it's but your experience is different because a lot of people are doing that too. Like if you lose one or two rounds, people bounce like they leave. Like a lot of times, it was me versus three for the next three rounds. <laughs> yeah, but you still would get an Engram, right? Like, well, it's so the game. It's like. And this also pissed me off because some because how how you do uh, is how much experience is ba- like it it somehow bases 
the game, uh, the experience you get based on how the game went. And I guess that's to keep from rewarding people that are AFK. Uh-huh. But when I wasn't AFK, <laughs> I was trying, but it was so bad. The game thought I wasn't even playing, so I wouldn't get, you know, the a high XP amount. And I was basing this shit on Ingram, so I was like, all right, just 200 more to go. That's two, because some matches are 100. And, like, if you are playing the game, typically you get 100 XP per round. And I'm like, all right, just two more. And then the match ends, and it's like, 10 xp or 50 xp and i'm like you motherfucker i was playing i wasn't afk it's not my fault five rounds in a row i got sniped in the head as soon as it started what the fuck was i supposed to do right okay so so so, like if i wanted to get it because the armor said i couldn't just like join in and be like ah fuck it i don't care you know if i die who gives a shit i mean i could it just would take forever could certainly do that but yes it, it it's it's going to take a long time and if if you're but you can't i don't think you can just leave and still get this you know no but i mean people, if i try like i mean if if you i mean i'm i would get way fewer kills and have a way worse experience mm-hmm. than than you you would have but I mean, it just it would take longer like you're looking at 10 to 50 i think per round but like say if you're your team were to fuck around and win a round, then you get the hundred. That's the way it looked to me. Yeah. If it looked like you were at least trying, then you got the hundred. Um, but if uh, like like if we lost five in a row and I had no kills, I would get almost nothing, and I'd be like, "Fuck, I just want to stop." Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, uh, wasn't fun. But uh, you know, the I I that was the only way to get that reward, and I wanted it so. Yeah, it seems like what they need to do is they need to, if you're going to allow solo queuing, then the whole match has to be solo queuing, like on both sides. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen. I just, I think that because the the player base for Trials wasn't particularly high, and that's why I think they made these changes, but I think... Well, yeah, before I mean, they if speak, it's like these highly tuned teams, I mean, you're... Yeah. yeah. But before they, you know, they're, they're already, you know, work from home, you know, and they're working on the big-ass Witch Queen thing, and so I think before they expended more time and, and resources into you know adding a separate playlist for trials i think they were just like let's see if anybody's even going to play this thing i think yeah um, because it has to be coming but like the player base went from they had the most players ever in trial friday oh it was really like, it's like three and a half million wow <laughs> Friday afternoon, and that was the highest trials has ever seen. So I guess, I guess you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens this weekend because I think if that number drops off, maybe they won't. But if they're going to continue, yeah, to have they solo might have people kill. that are like, "Oh, I heard about this trials thing. Let me pop on," and then they just right. got like annihilated. And we're like, "Well, never mm-hmm. mind." Yeah, because my first two, it was that way, and I was like, uh, "I'm not getting any XP. How am I supposed to? I don't understand." And so I went and I was looking on the internet and all this shit, and it was like, "Yeah, oh, I'm getting so many Ingrams, and oh, I'm doing all this." And I'm like, "Well, why didn't I get anything?" It was yeah. like it was like I didn't even play. And it's like Crucible, right? When you when you get rinsed in Iron Banner or whatever, in in yeah, ten and seconds, Shax calls it. Yeah, yeah it's like get, oh, right, you don't get credit. It was towards, exactly that. Yeah, and I was just like, "Shit, I'm not gonna be. I'm still not gonna be able to get this fucking." Album. But uh, after we played Friday night, um, I played after you you got off, and I started getting XP all of a sudden. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was like solo queue versus solo queue, then you'd feel like, I mean, because that's the thing. If you jump on and and it's like, like you said, you're playing against these like fucking highly tuned 
you know, team of door kickers. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, it doesn't matter how good I am. If I get sniped immediately, these people know the map, like the back of their yep. hand. And I'm just yep. like I'll fucking uh, I look like Ernest P. Whirl or whatever. And I'm just yeah, like, like force gumping my way across the map. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be penalized for that. Um, I, the man you are. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's power based, by the way. So, yeah. a lot of the one shot, I would get the drop on people. And just start pop, and they turn around and just one shot me. Yeah, these know. are the people that like. These are the people who like two days after the new season drop, they're already like a max level and like complaining. Why well, is there anything more to do? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. I think some of these folks like they see that like when the new season drops, it's like okay, this is just what I have to do to get to where I can be ready for trials. Mm. Oh, for sure. Or master trials, raids, raids, all or that. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Especially people that do this shit for a living. Yeah. So and I'm like, kinda... I need to do bounties on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I know. chew, chew, chew scout rifles. <laughs> and, <I'm> like... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's trials, and then it's part like, you can see see this right here? This is the exact moment where you rip the heart right out of his chest. <laughs> you know? Yep, that's it. <laughs> Oh God! It almost broke me. I'm like, man, I was just like, I don't. I was like, am I still gonna want to play Destiny after this? <laughs> it's like it's like when when um, you know back in in less enlightened times when when fathers would catch their kids with, with their their kids with cigarettes and be like, you're gonna smoke this whole pack right here in front of me, and after we're yeah. done, you are never gonna want to look at another cigarette again. <laughs> Like yeah. if you wanted to get yourself off of Destiny, you're like, okay, trials all weekend, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I did it for uh, a day and a half. So. <laughs> Wasn't even the whole weekend. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, congratulations. The armor set looks fantastic. I've not looked to see what the Warlock armor set looks like. Uh, not that I would be tempted. Oh, it's, it's good. They're all good, but I, I can't do it again. Yeah. I got it for the Hunter. I'm done. Uh, but no, it looks it looks great, and you're, you as usual, your your shader game uh, is on point. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so next up for me is 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 Deathloop. Uh, so that'll be the oh, last cool. the last Bethesda game we ever see on a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Enjoy. Um, and I, I did download Psychonauts too, and I downloaded the new the Annapurna rock music platformer. I just haven't gotten around to playing them either one of them yet. So. Uh, Ooh, I don't know what that one is. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, I'll have to look at it. Uh, hold on. Uh, it is... It's on Game Pass. Oh, sweet. Um, the Artful Escape. That's what hmm. it's called. Okay. So, I'll have to look that up. Those. Figured I'd give them a try. Uh, you know, and then at some point I have Artham, Artham, Artham Knight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Arkham Knight to play, but as my least favorite of the Arkham games, uh, due to all the the Batmobiling, I'm not in any hurry. So, but uh, we will see. Um, all right. So, I mean, we certainly have plenty of stuff. I mean, we have a stack of movies that we watched over the past couple of months, mm -hmm. and we haven't had a chance to talk about. Um, so, you know, whatever, even if nothing new comes out uh, between now uh, and the next two weeks, which is not true because you've watched Malignant and I haven't. So there you go. There's one right there. Uh, we still have like a whole stack of shit to talk about. But whatever it is uh, we decide to chat about, hopefully you'll be here with us. 
so uh, this has been episode 12930 130 130 Thank you 130 <laughs> I knew it and then I closed the tab and that's a mistake uh, episode 130 of divided about werewolves uh, thank you so much for hanging out and we appreciate it and look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks so for myself and Mitch thank you again good night and have a good evening. Thank you.